0: Welcome back, Double Teamed fam. This is Cammie, of course, and we're very excited for today's conversation. He is a dear, dear friend. We met him via IG not too long ago, and Nikki and I were walking, and she was telling me, she's like, oh my god, I was just, you know, linking up with the male submissive, and I was like, oh my god, we have to bring him onto the pod. She's like, I didn't even think about that, and I'm like, How could you not see this opportune moment? And from there, a beautiful friendship was born. So say hello, the male submissive. How are you today? What's up,
1: guys? I'm good. First of all, thank you for having me.
0: Yes. Okay, so let's get started. I know we have a ton of questions that we want to ask you. We absolutely love that we're getting this perspective because I've been dying to Find a sub who is not female. So, yep, let's get started. Now, I did want to say before we launch into all the questions, you had an account that was doing really well. I know you had quite a couple thousand followers on it and everything. And unfortunately, due to the community guidelines, you know, some stuff happened there. So I wanted to say we're sorry to hear that and screw community guidelines. I keep seeing so many creators that are having their content be questioned by those and sometimes we see the the accounts go away as well. So we're just happy to have you back and thank you for bringing your content back to Instagram. So just wanted to start off with that. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so this is actually a question that we got from you had done a little QA from your following. And the question was, how did you discover kink? And this is personally one of my favorite questions because I always like to see what was kind of that spark or that initial moment for someone that introduced him into the kinky world.
1: So, uh, this is probably a really long story, but anyway, I'll start by saying I'm from a really small rural town, so kink isn't really even a word I heard for a long, long time, but anyway, I would say it started probably when I was like 13 or 14, because it started with cross-dressing, it definitely started there, and I wouldn't even really say all-out cross-dressing, I just had the opportunity to wear panties for the first time then and like i then i kind of figured out like i guess uh more of a fetish like feels and touch i was like this is awesome like it felt really good and then i also felt like it looked really good so anyway that's kind of where it started but anyway as i got older i kind of felt like it was wrong too because of the environment i was in so it's not something i really embraced it was like here and there i would do it like when i had the opportunity kind of thing and that went on for i guess till i went in the military, really. Uh, And like I said, it was just here and there then. And I kind of suppressed it a whole lot when I got in the military, which you can imagine why, being in that atmosphere. And it was just like, you know, this is weird. I'm not going to do it. And then uh, a couple of years went by. When I came back from my second deployment, I was a higher rank then, so I had a barracks room to myself. And one day I was like, you know, I'm going to go to Walmart and buy my own pair of underwear, buy panties. So I was like, I did it, and I came back, and I, that's kind of where it started, started. So I was like, okay, I like this. Like, I'm going to keep doing it now. And uh, going from there, I met Dee, and I think I told her about it like within the first year, kind of like how it started, that I was into it. But it still wasn't like something I was doing daily or weekly. It was like, you know, one time a month, I would like, wear them or whatever. But I kept buying more. But anyway, that went on. So you had I, your
0: own little collection? Yeah. Nice.
1: Okay. <laughs> and it's funny because those were all like cheap, like Walmart or like dollar store. And now I'm like ordering off the internet, like fancy, expensive, like lingerie style. <laughs> but <laughs>
0: Ooh. So do you have any brands in kind of the newer, more, you know, higher
1: yes. quality? So DX oh, yeah, makes fun of the name of it, but uh, <laughs> it's called Katie and Laura Fancy Satin Panties is the name of it.
0: I've never heard of this.
1: And they are uh, amazing. And they're not like, they're still geared towards women. And they have this whole section about men who wear panties, like in their bio and all that. And it's like, they're a small business, but I think they have like thousands and thousands of sales. But anyway, they have like a whole section on this. And they're like, we don't make our panties for men, we make them for women. But there's enough stretch and room in the fabric that it works and it does. Like there's no other brands that really, if you're going to wear them like daily or regularly or like not just around your house, like you're moving around a lot, they're definitely way above everyone else, but they are expensive. Mm. But
0: And well, in continuation of that, so how did you and D get into your dynamic? How did it start out?
1: So going from the panty thing, I kind of like look that up, like who else is into this? Am I weird for doing this? Or like, is this a common thing? You know? And then that kind of led me to femdom stories. And I kind of went down that rabbit hole and I'm like, okay, this is amazing. Like these people have partners who like make them do this stuff or are into this stuff too. And while Dee knew about it, it wasn't like something we talked about or a lot or like, I won't say she didn't embrace it, Like, she didn't bash it or think it was weird. She's like, okay, that's what you like to wear. But going forward, I was like, man, this whole kink thing is something I think I'm really into, you know? So when we were first dating, we were at a hotel because well, we, me and D travel a lot we were staying at a hotel and I don't even know how it got brought up, but somehow men having a peace spot got brought up and she was like, would you try that? And I'm like, yeah, why not? So we had that experience, you know? And I mean, it was awesome. It kind of like stemmed from there. And then like I'd say in that same year, we were staying, again, we went out of town, staying in a hotel, we were staying in Nashville, I think, and anyway, uh, went to a sex toy store and bought our first strap-on, went from there, <laughs> so it just kind of like was small escalations, but I would say overall, like, we weren't vanilla, but we were more vanilla than we were kinky. And I think it's just because how we both grew up and we just didn't know about this world. And I was probably a lot more explorative or into it than Dee was, especially for years. And we got married, the panties kind of turned into like full on cross-dressing after that. This story is, in my opinion, it's funny. So we went to a friend's wedding. Dee wore this blue spandex dress, like blue and black and looked incredible in it, first of all. And I was like, just obsessed with her wearing this dress. So anyway. We go back. This is right before we were married. We go back home. She has this little apartment. She washed the dress. She was going. It was hanging in the kitchen on the chair. And I'm like, I guess my curiosity got the best of me. So I put it on. And after that, I was like, I love this. So <laughs> that kind of went from there. <laughs> and I started like just when she'd be gone, I'd wear her clothes, which I did not tell her then. I was like so scared to tell her. <laughs>
0: oh. Interesting. Okay. I'm curious. You were saying that you did kind of a lot of the exploration. Has she done any research like into the Dom role, you know, kind of from a female's perspective? Or is that something that you kind of lead her through through your own research?
1: Okay. I love that question because I also want a lot of other male subs, especially like to hear this. So I think being a sub, you can be just as manipulative as a Dom can be especially like if you're already in a male role and you kind of always had that stereotypical way you go about relationships. And I think a lot of these guys like read these store Femdom stories and they try to force a person into that role. Like, oh, I want the latex and black leather and the whips and, and all that. And if you don't do all that, I don't really want you kind of thing. And from the get go, I was like, I don't want D to be the, a fantasy dom to me. Like I want her to find her place in it. I was like, I want her to do what she wants to do and I'll follow. Like, I'm not trying to force you into this role. I'm not trying to pick what aspects of kink you're into. Like, it's all about what you want and I'll get to serve you doing it. So, it fulfills both of us. So, I think it's important that people don't get caught up in, like, the movies and the fiction stories and or even some of the people that are, like, only higher pro-doms. Like, that's not real life. Like, our dynamic is 24-7. Like, this is my wife. This is my best friend. Like, we're partners. So for her also to be my dom, like has to be on her terms, not mine.
0: I love that you mentioned that you, you wanted her to embrace it and, you know, from her comfort level and everything, just because I think that's really important for any of us that are introducing like partners into the kink world. I see it all the time where You know, guys that are interested in kink, and I let them know, like, hey, this is what I'm into. You know, they're like, I want to learn more about this. But I always also try to go from the perspective of, you know, I want them to embrace it at like the level or the pace that they're comfortable with. And, you know, for them to find what it is about it that, you know, gets them going, not just like what. You know, like you said, fulfill you know your personal fantasies. Like, let it be something that they really embrace as well. So, I'm curious. In the beginning, like, were there any particular things that she like struggled with, or anything like that? And I ask because I know for me, I really like impact play, and a lot of guys have a hard time like kind of accepting that at first, or, or they kind of struggle with it. Was there anything in particular that maybe you had desired or wanted that she struggled with?
1: I would say the whole dynamic thing in general, especially chastity, that's something like we practice a lot now, but she's a lot more reserved being open sexually than I am, which I used to be the same way. It's just been something I'm more passionate about. And you two know who she is, and she takes on a lot. So kind of having to put herself in this space too, on top of all the other things she's doing, Like that's the number one thing I tell people is you have to be patient. Like Don't try to force it and like I said I respect how much she has going on but to answer your question I guess when it first started she was like uh you know I'll embrace this stuff in the bedroom but I don't really know if it's my thing and we're probably still somewhat at that level I think she just embraces it a whole lot more now and that's just because I've opened her up to it and she's done her own research on it but I got really 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 invested in like the whole chastity thing like the idea of like her controlling me like completely with that is it's probably still one of my favorite things, definitely one of my favorite kinks, I guess. But when I first mentioned it, she was like, No, like, I don't want you locked up in a cage, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's not, not sanitary, like, not this, not that. Like, so anyway, I dropped it, but I mean, like, I didn't let it go, I just didn't bring it up for a long time. And then we're having pillow talk, like, after sex or whatever. And I'll like mention it again, like, just kind of hint at it, but I don't want to be like annoying about it, so it's not like consistent. And then every now and then, she's like, well, if you really, you're still talking about it. And it's been, I think it was like a year or two later, she's like, just get one or whatever. So I ordered the cage and I wore it a day here and a day there. And she's still kind of like, uh, I don't know about it. And I kind of feel bad because I think in a way I was too over persistent with it. She's come around now, but I think the way it happened, I'm kind of like, you know, maybe I should have just like left it alone. But anyway, that went on and she went on a uh, two week or two or three week trip out of the country and I wore it the whole time she was gone and like felt like a different person after like two weeks in it like completely different person energy like my how I wanted to serve her like my whole focus like on things where if we were having sex regularly or I'd gotten off regularly I'd be kind of like low energy like eh, whatever and at this point I'm like I'll do whatever the whatever she says when she says it kind of thing. And I think when she came back and I explained that to her, she like was a little more accepting of it. And this was like, I guess, four years ago now. And now there'll be times like I'll wear it. I think I, the longest I've worn, I mean, not without taking it off, but like consistently after, after a scene, put it back on. I think I've gone like three or four months where there wasn't a day I didn't have it on. So now it's something like we embrace a whole lot more, but it was a long time to get there.
0: So to explain to anyone that doesn't know what you're referring to, so this is like a cage that goes on your member, correct? Okay, that's what I thought. Just all checking cuz I know not everyone's familiar with those and there are other types of like literal cages as well for like pet play and things like that. So I actually had a guy once that liked to play with a cage as well. Actually, it's my, I call him my fin sub, financial submissive. I've told you about him before, you know, so basically I give him some attitude, put on my dom hat, demand things from him and and he'll buy them for me. And we don't have a sexual relationship, but sometimes he does like to wear a cage and he likes to like, if we're, if we're going to go shopping for something, sometimes he does like to wear it. In so a, I'm very curious about that because
1: I will say so. In a way, you're like his key holder, but not like physically. But you play that role
0: exactly. Yeah. Yes, and so it's really interesting to hear the way that you talk about it. How it made you feel different, kind of like alive almost, and everything. Because I did. I have always wondered what that would feel like for a guy. Obviously, I don't have anything that can be restrained in a cage. So I like. I'm curious. <laughs> well, and I wanted to add that I really like the fact that you mentioned how. It seems like with you and D, you and you know, how you say that you're more explorative. I like that she's so open minded and accepting as to, you know, give those things a try. I mean, you said it, it took a while to, you know, to get there for some things, but it is nice to hear that, you know, she did have an open mind and I think it's okay, and I think people forget this, but I think it's okay if it takes time for you to maybe open up to something within the kink world. I think a lot of people, like, you know, maybe they expect, like, once that key is turned, they're like, okay, well, then I'm going to be open to anything. And it's like, no, that's not the case. Like... Everything is going to take time because not only do you have to sometimes like break out of your own conditioning as to like what society told you was okay, but also, you know, like it, it takes time for you to, you know, come into some of the things that arouse you or, you know, that you feel at home with. So I just wanted to say that. My doms always say, never say never. Um, <laughs> I don't like that. And they've... <laughs> They definitely push my limits. So
1: I want to backtrack to the chastity one more time just because I get a ton of questions about it, especially like when I just do Q&As on Instagram. And so that's like one of the main things I get. And I think there's like there is a lot of hype around it, obviously, and especially like when you get on Reddit and stuff like that, people make it more than it is. But I can honestly say like there's a lot of books about it, too. And I had to read, ask her to read one of the books about it and like why I was so into it. But anyway, it literally does, like, it's proven that orgasm denial, like, makes a guy more productive, like, when he's not, like, getting off all the time, like, it makes a huge difference, and at first, I was, like, skeptical about it, but, I mean, this is years now, I'm, like, anytime I wear it for, like, I'm gonna say my threshold's, like, five days, after day five, I'm, like, if D tells me to do something, I'm gonna do it. Like, and I think about that stuff. Like, I'll be at work, and I'll be like, "Man, I want to go home and do whatever." Like, I don't know, like, even chores for like, not even sexual. Like, anything she wants that's gonna make her life easier. And the more, like, the longer I've been in the cage, the more I feel it. It's like I want to put that energy to something else, and like, so I want to give it to her. So, anyway, I think that part of it is real. And if you need a reason to even try it, I think that's a pretty good reason because it fulfills me and it fulfills her. So, like we both get something out of it.
0: Well, and I think it's funny how you mention and you know the book you read about how not, you know, restraining yourself can make you more productive because I think there actually was a study done on that. It was a British guy who told me about it. He's like, "Yeah, sometimes I restrict myself from like masturbating or having sex or coming just because, you know, keeping that testosterone in i don't know what it is but keeping that sperm in makes him more productive it's and when true. he told me that i was like really it's true so so this is just like just for men so like if i stop masturbating what will happen i'm curious so, maybe i should stop
1: So uh, there's actually very little information for women's chastity out there.
0: Maybe I'll do a self-study and let you guys know what the results are. (laughs) Because like, no, I'm not kidding. I masturbate all the time because I get really horny all the time. And now I'm curious. I'm like, should I restrain myself some to make myself more productive?
1: Maybe you're more productive because you do do that all the time. Maybe it's the opposite of men. (laughs)
0: Well, I mean, yeah, you have to consider the fact that men's hormones and women's hormones look like very different. different. Yeah. But I mean for men it is especially like if you're training and working out a lot, it is beneficial if you don't come as often. Yes. Which is terrible. Like that's terrible. I, I don't know, but I don't know what it's like for women. This is mind-blowing. I had no idea that was a thing. I'd never heard of this before, so yeah, that's girl, super intriguing to put me. Put on
1: your Switch hats and our doms. You should definitely try
0: it. I Yeah, I think I'm going to try it. I think I'm going to maybe not masturbate for like five days and see what happens. I'm really curious. All right, anyways, we can move along.
1: <laughs> but to another thing Cammy said, I think it's pretty obvious, like, I know a lot of people that listen here probably haven't seen my Instagram, but the memes aren't even why I have it. It's the captions, obviously. I think you two know that, and I think most people that follow me know that. But I think it's pretty obvious where my heart is for for D and how you were saying like how she wasn't into any of it, but so open minded. I think is a huge reason that I feel like a service sub because I felt so weird like for so long. Like I was so embarrassed that I was into these things. I would be like. Why can I just wake up and not want to like crossdress or not want to do whatever I was into that day? But she has never like once been like ooh or weird or like, made a not even made a face when I said something about it. She's like okay or that's cool or I'm not into it, but I'm glad you like it kind of thing. And my appreciation for her has like made me more submissive to her, and I don't know in a way I love that. So
0: that makes me want to cry, <laughs> like literal tears because. I always say, well, Nikki and I always say it, but it feels so good when you're supported in the things that you like that someone might find, you know, quote unquote weird. And you're, I mean, you're definitely not alone in this. And I told you about this before, but I'll just, you know, I'll tell the story again. But, you know, I had a friend in college who, yeah, he and I had a class together and I had the biggest crush on him and we became friends after the class. And basically, we would always like text back and forth. And I was like, oh, my God, I had a huge crush on you. And he was like, I had a crush on you, too. But he was also like exploring his journey and being like bi and liking men. And he started buying panties. And, you know, he was telling me these things. And I was very accepting. And I was, you know, one of the only people who like supported him in this. So like he would send me you know, pictures of him wearing these panties, and I absolutely loved it. And, you know, he'd be like, look how fabulous these are. And I'd be like, oh, my God, where did you get them? So I think it's very nice, you know, when you find – I love when people find their people that support them in that way. So I'm really happy that you and D have each other.
1: So since starting the account back, like, recent – this past week, my favorite comment I've ever gotten, and it, like, just – it resonated with me. Someone commented on one of the posts where I was explaining like how into D I am. He was like, uh, "He's like, you know, I followed both your accounts before this one." And he said, "I really feel like your account isn't really for us. I just feel like it's an open love letter to D." And I'm like, "I mean, that's exactly what it is because every time I write, I'm thinking about her. Like my captions—I would say 90% of them, unless I'm just talking about kink or something. If it has to do with our dynamic, like it's written." because it's from my heart for her. So like that comment was like, I'm like, wow, this is awesome.
0: I love that they recognize that. And I definitely see where that comment is coming from, just because I think it's beautiful when someone is willing to show, you know, their love for someone in that way and, and to to give people kind of a window into their relationships and everything. Because, you know, I think that's, that's kind of the beauty of, of social media is, is letting people into, to parts of ourselves and, and hopefully, you know, that inspires them to, to tap into something within them. So, you know, I'm sure plenty of your followers see the love that you have for D and the, you know, the, the vulnerability that you two share in exploring this and everything. And, and I'm sure that's inspired plenty of people to, you know, find that with their partners or maybe, you know, have more vulnerability in their relationships or or show that love more often and so or even with themselves and so like I I think that you know when it comes to these accounts and and I agree with yours especially it allows people to find that inspiration to see that love and and see that vulnerability firsthand and hopefully you know apply to their lives as well. Well and I was going to say I mean even just like your content it is I would say I agree I would agree it's an open letter to a love letter to D but also like I look at your following and like the supporters that you have and like I love the fact that people get so much out of it which I think is great and I absolutely love the kink community because I feel like everybody within the kink community is just so accepting of each other and just so nice. And we've met like some of the greatest people through it. And I always say the kink community is my favorite community, just saying. I mean, it's true for me, at least. But now with any of your followers, I'm curious, are, have you had any followers that are male submissives themselves?
1: Yes. So not as many, like as far as they would be talk about it how I do, but I have have had them ask a lot of questions and it's actually funny though my first account I think that I was still too new to like get that traction or that following from my last account and this account I've actually had several who said they felt submissive but they didn't like know how to go about it so and this has been like I'm gonna say a handful or like you know 10 to 20 different people that have sent like sincere like real messages like other guys and they're like hey man like and just talking to me like a bro, you know, like, Hey man, this, this has been awesome. Like I felt submissive. I didn't know, like wasn't sure. And then I read through your posts and they're like, I feel the exact same way towards a partner. I want that or I feel submissive like that, but I never knew how to embrace it or didn't know how to like put it down. Like how I actually felt like I knew there was something there, but I'd never seen the direction I needed to go. And they're like, then I saw your account and I'm like, wow, this is what I want too. And when I get messages like that, I'm like, this is why I'm here, you know?
0: I love that. And actually, I did want to backtrack a little bit to what you said about how, you know, sometimes you did kind of carry that shame and, and wished you you didn't necessarily like have those desires. And And I think a lot of men that do have more of a submissive side probably feel the same way and wake up and, you know, kind of think like, I wish I didn't want this, but I do. And so like, you know, it's a matter of embracing it. And, and I'm sure you're inspiring them to embrace it as well. Because I mean, I think, you know, even for females as submissive, sometimes, you know, like, I think particularly to impact play, and, you know, so many women are assaulted in so many cases. And then so then you almost feel guilty for like wanting things that fall in line with kind of, you know, like impact play or CNC, things like that. So, I can understand from that perspective, like, you you wonder, you're like, why am I this way? Why do I like this? But then you see others that embrace that and and practice it in safe and consensual ways. And you're like, well, then this isn't so bad. So were there any accounts that you followed that helped?
1: Yes. So I would say a ton, actually. But I've been following Ask a Sub for like two years now. And it took me so long to like even hit follow. Like, I would just creep on her page and just because I didn't want people to, like, see my account and see that I followed this page. And then, like, well then I'm like, who cares? Like, I don't care if people know that, like, I'm in the kink. Like, what does it really matter, like, what I'm doing with D? Like, you know, if it's not hurting anybody or it's not being, like, inappropriate in public, I'm like, what does it matter? And I'm like, if they have a problem with me doing that, I probably don't want to be friends with them anyway. But uh, so I followed Ask a Sub first, and who else? I'm trying to think who else it would be. It didn't really, like, take off besides her till probably – This past year. But anyway, me and I found the funny dom right after I started my account. He was still relatively new then, too. I think he had like 2000 followers then. And uh, he actually was one of the first people to message me. And he was like, I love what you're doing here. He's like, we need you in this space. Like he was super encouraging. So I want to give him a ton of credit because... And he would like send me pictures that he knew would be good for my memes, like, and he wouldn't use them. He'd be like, hey, hey, man, this would be, I'm sure you can figure something out to use this. And, like, I don't know. He was just super supportive and made me feel like I had a role here. And him being a Dom, like, I see that, you know, a lot more people are attracted to that. Like, just like Lena with Ask a Sub being a female, like, she has a huge following, but I think it makes a difference, like, being female or male. And it's like, I don't know. I guess it goes back to the stereotype thing. But anyway. The funny dom after Ask a Sub. I don't know if you all know who uh, Coach Emily is. That's what her Instagram is. But I would say her. Yeah, I've heard of her. I'd say her. She uh, has been super supportive. And she posts so much educational content. And while I'm hitting on that, I want to say that I don't feel like I'm an educational creator. I don't want people to think like what I'm saying is like fact. Or, you know, all my stuff has come through experience. And even though the male submissive is relatively new. My space in kink is not new. Like, And I spent just, you know, like hours looking this stuff up or reading stories or whether they were, they were fiction or nonfiction. Like I've just spent a ton of time looking up all this different, like the faucets of kink and like what I'm into. So like, I will definitely give direction, but I don't want people to think that I'm one of these creators that's out there that's like, that's my thing is like I'm a counselor. Like, a lot of these people have degrees and everything else and know how to use it. I'm just someone that's embraced it and kind of like figuring out as I go. But anyway, I would say her, then Miss Night Eyes is definitely a huge one, which me and her are really good friends now, which I've told you all that before. But she's the first person, aside from D, that knew who my real identity was. We were just talking one day and I'm like, you know, this person, they get me. I told Dee about it. I was like, hey, I want to tell this person like, my real Instagram account. And it went from there and she's just been, I don't know, like when you meet somebody and they met you through this side that you were embarrassed about and that's why they like you, it's like, oh wow, like okay, this person likes me for the side I was hiding they don't even know my other side. So that was really cool to open up like that and be like, okay, this person knows who I am now. And connection is important to me. So like, I don't know. I feel like when you first have a conversation with somebody, that chemistry that's there, whether it's romantic or not romantic or, you know, platonic or not platonic, like there's still chemistry between people. And I think when we have that chemistry, I'm like, I want this person to know who I actually am, not just an anonymous account. And so that's been like, when I tell people, like, oh, I've changed so much in the last six months, that's where it's come from. It's come from people that have accepted me because of the side I hid. And not only that, but they like genuinely wanted to be friends with me. So I don't know, that was cool. So I would also say you two have been a huge part too. So those are probably the main ones.
0: Oh, I love that. And we we love the funny dom and Miss Night Eyes. We've recorded with them. And we do know their names, which we love that. I won't say them though. But they are very supportive and I love just the honesty that they bring to the community. And I will say, I mean, you might not, you know, name yourself as like an educator, but talking from experience like that in itself, people always want to hear. So I definitely like don't discount yourself there because, you know, even if like you don't have like a degree in psychology or, you know, like Some people have only been in the space for so long, but the the fact that they, you know, they willingly just and honestly share their, you know, experiences, that's what's valuable to people. So and I think, you know, your account definitely draws a lot of value in the sense that you you put it all out there and, you know, that's a beautiful thing. I was going to say, yeah, Katie made a great point there. Like, don't discount yourself just because, you know, you haven't been in it long, the fact that you're, like, willing to share it. And I can relate to that, you know, because for me, you know, I've been non-monogamous for four years, and, and I share a lot of my journey. And four years sounds like a long time, but there are people that have been doing this for, like, their entire lifetime. And I struggled with that too sometimes. I'm like, well who am I to be talking about it when like I don't have near the experience that they do. But you have to remember that, you know, like people do like to hear the experiences from a variety of people and just like who they connect with you know, and, and who who makes them feel seen, who, like you said, who captures them and, and has that chemistry that that they're drawn to and all of that. So I, I think, you know, in anything, it doesn't matter if you're new or inexperienced or, you know, kind of a rookie compared to all of the, I don't want to say seniors, what's the opposite of rookie professionals out there? <laughs> you know, like it doesn't matter like where you are in your journey, if you're willing to share it and people connect with you, like, I think that's the important part. And I did want to say, I also wanted to touch on how you said that you've grown so much in the last six months from meeting people that support you in this side and everything like I can also relate to that in the sense that when I found people that were non-monogamous like I am the amount of self-growth that I had in that time period as well and I'm still growing to be honest But like the amount of of growth that I had from that support from those people, I totally understand where you're coming from, because it it allows you to even open up more to yourself, you know, more of that side to yourself. I'll never forget. There was a guy that once said he was like, it's easier to let your freak flag fly when you're supported. Hey, DT fam, you know how important STD testing is and how often we discuss it on our show which is why I'm super stoked to be working with stdcheck.com. So whether you are with a new partner or you just want to stay on top of your sexual health, maybe you have multiple partners, or maybe you went to a sex party and forgot to use a condom, whatever it is, it is super important for you to be maintaining your sexual health. And that obviously includes STD testing. So stdcheck.com is the leader in reliable and affordable lab-based SCD testing. I've done this many times, so I'm definitely a big fan of this. Basically, you order your test online and then go right to one of their certified labs, get your testing done, no doctor visit is required, and then you do get your results emailed to you in about two days. to go get tested. And this is just a great way to support our show while you're taking care of your sexual health. So thank you guys. Go get tested. And like, I will never forget that statement because I resonate with it so much. So yeah, I did want to ask, since we're kind of talking about the whole journey, is there anything that you discovered along the way about yourself that was maybe like surprising or something like, you know, recently through this growth that you've experienced that's, you know, kind of opened your eyes to something about yourself that you didn't see before?
1: I don't know if necessarily about myself just because I wouldn't say I overanalyze everything, but like I'm very aware of like what I have going on, I guess is a way to put it. But it's made me a lot more open-minded and a lot better of a person in general, I think because for so long, like I probably thought a lot of things I'm into now are weird, like not only just the cross-dressing, but like being in a pegging or like whatever sexual thing I'm into, whatever kinks I'm into or whatever other kinks are people are into, I'm like, I think there would have been a time that I probably would have like talked shit on it or like been like just an a-hole or whatever. And now I'm like, I find myself like, even with people that aren't into kink at all, like if I hear them say something, like I find myself defending it. And I think that's a positive thing and no matter what the like, what the situation is like even if it's not kink like just if you feel weird at all for whatever you're into whether we're not talking about sexual or, or sexual like you're standing up for people in general for doing what they like and it's not hurting anybody I think it's made me just a lot more more kind a lot more empathetic just open minded in general so I would say I'm not really surprised but more like, happy that it's done that
0: Oh, I love that. And that kind of answers one of the questions that you got from the from your followers when they asked, like, how can fellow subs advocate for male subs when vanilla friends make comments like, pegging is gay?
1: So, I don't know. I mean, I'm definitely guilty of it, like, extremely guilty of it. But I hate the phrase, like, oh, that's gay now. Like, I don't know. I hate it. And anyway, I've used to say it towards anything, especially, like, when I was in the Marines still and I'm not bashing Marines at all. Like I love my Marines. I love that time, but I'm saying as far as the environment and just like what you get so accustomed to saying, like the way you think, like, I don't know the what I tell people now. And we don't openly talk about Peggy or anything. Me and Dee are pretty disclosed as far as how we are in that friends group kind of thing. But I have found myself with like more open-minded friends or just in general, like if, if somebody's talking about it, I won't say that I do it, but they will be like, oh, I'm not letting anybody stick something up my butt, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know, D is like the hottest woman on the planet. And so I'm like, if she wants to put something up my butt, that's not going to make me attracted to other men. Like, it's not gay. <laughs> like, I'm like, if her, do, if her doing that makes me want to like, divorce her and marry a man, then, hey, I would say, yeah, that's there's might be something wrong with it. But that's not the case. Like, we do things that so many people would be like, I mean, look at me, like, You know, like I'm cross-dressing right now. It's like, oh, I let D like bang me when I was wearing a dress. Like that still doesn't make me want to be married to a man. And if I was bi or I was gay, there's nothing wrong with that anyway. So I just hate that connotation we use. It's just like, oh, that's gay. Like, I don't know. But anyway, no matter what you're into, if it's between you and a woman that you're like super attracted to or whatever, you're not gay. Like (laughs) there's nothing gay about it.
0: Well, and I, and I have to agree with you there because, like, I, I do hate when people use the word gay to describe something that is, like, maybe out of the norm. Like, or yeah, or non-masculine. It's like, hey, like, I don't, I, I think we, there's other words we can use here besides that. But also, like, straight men need to, you know, discard what society tells them and embrace their assholes. And I, like, I'll say this, like, My extremely straight partner loves it when I lick his asshole. And that does not make him any like less of a man, quote unquote, like like what's it feels good. What's wrong with that? Like, you know, it reminds me of a story. So I've mentioned before on the podcast, there was a guy that I had anal with. And I remember we were like talking afterwards, uh, like a couple weeks later on Snapchat or something. And I was like, is there anything that you've wanted to try that you haven't tried yet? And he was like, he like made a a point how he he would like to have a butt plug up his ass sometime. And I was like, would you let me peg you? And he was like, actually, yeah, but I didn't want to tell you because I didn't want you to think that that was weird. And I'm like, oh my God, No. Yeah. That's like the guy's number one reaction. They're like, I don't want a girl to think I'm weird if I want her to peg me. I'm like, dude, I'll bring my strap on. I'll peg you. Like, It's going to be a grand old time. Let me open up your world to
1: this. So I want to hit on that too. I'm so glad that you were like, obviously I already know you're cool with it, but I'm just saying like in general, like women in general. So we were out to eat with friends not long ago and they got to, I don't even know how it got brought up, but they were talking about like anal and... I wish I could remember how the conversation started. But anyway, my friend was like, you know, kind of like I would try anything. And his wife said, well, it's not that I wouldn't want to try it. I'll just be afraid that he likes it. Like insinuating like if he liked it, it was going to make him want to be with a man. And I'm like, I just wanted to be like, that's, I didn't really know what to say. But I was like, I just shook my head. And I was like, I don't agree (laughs) all I said about it. But I'm just like, why? I don't know.
0: (laughs) I think That's kind of the like when men are bi, for example, women really struggle with that because they think that they're just like secretly gay and that it means that they're going to leave them for a man. And 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 I think, you know, as women we really got to get past this and we really got to understand that if a guy wants to embrace his asshole, it doesn't mean that he's no longer into women. A there are bisexual men, pansexual, and there are straight guys that just like things up their butt. there, but there's so many nerve endings there like it feels fucking good. And like for the girls that haven't had anal, you know, I'm like, then you don't even know. Like stick something up there and I'll tell you like there's a reason why both men and women can enjoy this. So, yeah, I I think as women, we need to let go.
1: I said I crave it. So like I want it.
0: <laughs> I love that. I still think we're all bi. So that's always been my opinion. I've said that before on the podcast. I think everyone's just a little bit bi and there's nothing wrong with that. But I digress. We don't have to get into that. <laughs> Now, I did want to ask, okay, you're into the chastity. Now, what are your other kinks? You know, like degradation, humiliation, objectification. We did a whole episode on those. But like, what do you, have you identified any kinks that you like? Impact play, foot fetish?
1: So I would say being degraded for sure. And that was like, I don't know. It's weird because I don't really like humiliation. Like I wouldn't like, maybe if it was just like, humiliating to like for me to be humiliated to D like just us or like I don't want it to be public I guess is the word I'm looking for but being degraded that's common like definitely I don't know like any kind of name use like whatever I think I'm really big into that and if like we've been having a scene and like she starts using that like I'm not gonna last very long. Like it's, it can just be like words, like and it be. So I definitely would say I'm into that. <laughs> and if she like makes me like repeat back something to her, like like say you're my little bitch or something like that, like it's gonna. That's it. I'm done.
0: <laughs> so you and I are very alike in that way because a I I'm I'm the same. I like degradation, but I it's a hard pass on the humiliation for me, but. My ex-dom would make me repeat things back. Like, you know, he'll be like, say you're my little slut. And then I'd be like, I'm your little slut. And I love it. So degradation is also like one of like my top, top ones. Have you done the kink test? Yeah, the The BDSM test
1: or kink test. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I have. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. The BDSM one. Yep. Okay. Wait, you have? I want to see your results. Send Uh, them.
1: Hold on just a second. I've done it several times. I've taken it several times. So. I want to see. Has D
0: great. done the test as well?
1: She has. Hold on. Let me see if I can find all this. <laughs> I have it. Ooh,
0: I want to see what D got as well. I all feel right. like I, I know some of yours, but I'm curious about hers.
1: I hope I haven't deleted these just so I, so I don't tell you wrong. I mean, submissive is my top one, obviously. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I think I deleted the text messages. That's why I had them. It's
0: okay. You can always send them back another time. But I'm curious. I'd love to see the results. Were there any that it surprised you? Like, I still think the sadistic one was kind of surprising for me. Yeah,
1: there was a lot that surprised me, actually. <laughs> so the first time I took it, the first time I wasn't that surprised. But then since I've taken it again since the meal submissive and it changed a lot because I'm open to a whole lot more now.
0: Oh, I love that. See, that's what I'm saying. People got to remember, like, never say never. You know, I never thought I'd be into knife play. But the other day, I'm like, I started seeing a surgeon. And when we were showering together, he mentioned a scalpel. It's like all I can think about right now. And so I told him, I'm like, next time we bang, I'm like, can you bring a scalpel? And he was like, absolutely. So
1: (laughs) So I'll give you my, all my ones that are above 50%. My top one is submissive, obviously, at 85%. My second one is Rope Bunny at 65%. My third one is Slave at 63%. And then my next one is Experimentalist at 60%.
0: Love that. What's at the lowest? Like, I'm curious. What's at the bottom? Like 0%?
1: Owner, degrader, age player, master mistress, exhibitionist. Those are all zero.
0: (gasps) So you're not an exhibitionist. So you wouldn't be down to let someone like watch you and D? Ah, uh, I could see how that could play into the humiliation kink. Okay, so I see why. I see why. I don't think it's zero. But like not percent. even like have sex.
1: I don't know. I mean I guess I'm okay. not like completely, but I don't think it's zero percent. It's just not high on my I don't know. I guess I'm private. I am mindset.
0: curious. I know you and Dee are monogamous, but, like, have you two ever discussed anything along the lines of, like, a sex party or a kink party, anywhere where, like, you don't have to necessarily have sex with other people, but you could go to, like, experience the environment or, you know, kind of be either a voyeur or an exhibitionist. Like, have you guys ever discussed that?
1: Only since meeting you two, but yes.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. So I've been corrupting you. (laughs) Yes, I have a corruption kink, so this is really satisfying me right now.
1: <laughs> no, we've talked about it. I don't know if either one of us could, and I'm kind of glad you asked this, but I don't want to get super open with it. I'll talk to you and Kami about it privately. But that's fine. Like what I want to, sh- what I would share here though is I would be more open to D doing it than me.
0: Oh, okay. Like you would be open to watching her at a sex party,
1: or just letting like not caring if she wouldn't did it without me, like, kind of thing. And I say that, like, hesitantly. Like, I'm not saying, like, hey, this is like what we're about to start doing. I'm just, like, that's where the conversation went. it was, like, you know, how would we do it or whatever? And I'm just, like, I don't know how to put it because I don't ever want to come across as, like, oh, I'm too attached to D or, like, oh, he has she he's too obsessed with her but i don't like look at other women and me like i want to have sex with them like i only look at her like that
0: that's beautiful there's nothing wrong with that well and i get what you're saying because like as a sub like when we when you fall in love with your dom like you're you're there you that that loyalty is is strong especially as a service sub
1: like i just feel so close to her and like I don't want to have sex with anybody else but her like I don't know like it's just I'm fulfilled with her but but in that same sentence it's like I'm so like into her being happier, being fulfilled if she wanted it I wouldn't care.
0: Would you watch like would it be a, like a cuck kind of situation?
1: I don't know because my masculinity kind of comes in and like I think I'd be jealous.
0: That's okay. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. I was just curious. I could definitely see that like as a service sub, especially if you have a dominant that you're very committed to, you know, how, how there's definitely kind of a, a very monogamous, almost sense of ownership to it, um, or, you know, kind of commitment to it. So not that, you know, there's, not a commitment in anything that's non-monogamous but but I see what you're saying there so i I think that's beautiful and I was just curious because those kink parties can be a lot of fun and kind of you know be in a situation for you to like learn more about yourself or you know see things that maybe you want to try but they are a very overwhelming environment to step into yeah I will say as a sub going to sex parties can be very overwhelming sometimes and I totally get the jealousy thing as well
1: to add to that uh, talking about the uh tests again. I do remember these top ones, but I was like, you have to take this because her mannerisms is kind of like what made me submissive. Like she really, not only her, but a few other people that were in my life in the last five years, like women that like challenged me and I'm like, they made me like change how I think like completely. And one of them, I tell her all the time, I'm like, you know, I'm a lot better person and more respectful and more empathetic because I was around you so much. But anyway, I told D I was like, I know what yours are going to be I'm like, based on your mannerisms and just like how much I've looked into this. Like, you are a Dom. I'm like, I know, like, I already know that's what it's going to be. But her top one, I think she was actually vanilla at the top. And her second one, like 80% was dominant and then mistress and so forth. And I can't remember what her middle ones were, but her main one was a Dom. So I was like, you know, I knew it. <laughs> kind of thing. When she took it, I'm like, this is awesome.
0: Oh, I like that. Oh, yeah, this one. Okay, so did Dee discover anything about herself through y'all's journey, especially as, you know, her getting into her Dom role?
1: So it's been more recent, actually, but she is, I don't know if primal would be the word for it or not, but like she is very uh, aggressive, I guess, is like what she likes, like, whether it be like choking or like, slapping or any of that but like she's just like gets super into the moment and it's it's actually amazing but like she's like a different person that's why i kind of said that primal like aggressive like but it's still super intimate that's kind of like when you talked about your question yesterday would you rather kink or rather romantic but like she can make it both and it's crazy like it's not like every time we have a scene but when it hits i'm like holy shit like that was amazing kind of thing But
0: look at you blushing I love that
1: but yeah I would say she's definitely found like more of what she's into in the bedroom kind of thing and it's hard for her to embrace her dominant side because she cares so much about me she feels like she's being too mean this isn't our, our lifestyle like day to day I'm like if you want something just tell me to do it like and don't ask just be like hey go do this and she's like but then I feel bad you know And I think though more recently, she's kind of like found her confidence. So I just think that me embracing her that side, because even if we're not feeling the dynamic right then, like I still am constantly in sub mode. Like if she tells me to go do something or asks me to do something, I'm like, you know, like, yeah, queen, I'll do that. Like, or I'm good. I'll just go do it. Like I always am keeping my, like, I always have that constant thought like, I want her to know I'm her sub like 24 seven. So I'm gonna do make sure I'm revolving things around that. And I think that's made her just like more more herself really. Like she kind of just takes charge now in other other aspects of her life too. And I think it's because of that.
0: I'm curious. So when you when I hear you talk about that, it makes me wonder if maybe there are areas where you both could improve your communication of what is and is not like within limits. So or it it could just be that, you know, maybe you've you've communicated it, but she, you know, still kind of struggles with accepting it. But yeah, or dom drop, that could be it as well, or top drop, whatever you want to call it, cuz I've experienced that and I know what that feels like just cuz you care and respect for that person. But, you know, sometimes it does, you know, kind of take a a level of of communication where you're just like flat out very explicit with the things, you know, like it's okay if you you know, call me these things or like whatever it may be or impact play or whatever, like and just kind of like reinforcing that with communication so that they gain a better understanding um, of those limits or just kind of reinforce those limits. So I guess that would kind of be like maybe my, I don't want to say advice there, but like for me, like when I top or when I dom, like I do like to sometimes have that reinforcement from my submissives just so that I avoid feeling that guilt because it can be very present. And the more that they feed me that reassurance, the more confidence I gain. So maybe that's what you two have experienced as well.
1: No, I agree completely. And that's like one thing I feel like in our dynamic becoming dom and sub that we lacked before in our marriage was communication. And now I feel like we're so open with each other about everything, like whether we're texting or talking or whatever, Like we tell each other everything if there's something wrong like we talk about it then we still like and people ask like well how does your dynamic work if you're like in the 24 seven lifestyle like the dominant something we still fight we still argue but it never like lasts for a long time mainly because i apologize super quick we got into our argument right now in like five minutes i'm gonna apologize to you too that's just i've already told you all about that before but Anyway, with D, it's it's especially there, but we don't hold anything back. Like, we communicate everything. And that's actually something I'm like really proud about our relationship that we've gotten better at because we'll be out and like, people will be talking about things. And I'm like, you know, like, D and I don't have that problem. Like, I don't know. Like, I can't relate to you because we talk about it. And uh, with like, being like, reaffirming things, like, I, I tell her that constantly like, if there's something, like, I can tell that she may have liked or was into, or she's not sure if I'm into it, I make sure she knows I'm into it, and I, like, reaffirm it constantly, just keep letting her know, or whatever, it's just, I think it's just, she's one of those people that has to put herself into that space, like, she's got so much going on, like, her mind's everywhere, so it's, like, you know, like, whenever we're gonna be intimate, or I'm gonna be in my, have my dom hat on, like, I have to be there, like, I have to focus on it, and I just, think that that's the thing right now is we have so much going on in life, especially her. She has a ton going on. But when that slows down, I think we have a lot of more opportunity to grow, which I think you should be growing and changing constantly. So it's not a bad thing.
0: I love to hear that it's helped you guys in your communication because I definitely think the dominance and submission require so much communication about limits and boundaries and everything that it really does open the doors for people to become more communicative. And I guess kind of on that note, and this is you know also the last question that we have here as well, is... Not only has it improved your communication, but have you found that kink has been healing in any way to you? Like is that something that some people say that, you know, kink is healing. I have found it to be healing in many ways and I'm curious if for you if you found any healing through it also.
1: So I want to answer two questions with that, but I don't think you all asked me this one, but I mean you told me you were going to ask, but I don't think we've hit on it yet. But asking if D and I have always been in a dynamic and uh no we haven't and that's like the number one question i get from people is like they want now like everybody wants their first date to be like bondage and just like tell me what to do and this and that and i'm just like that's not how it works like the number one thing i tell people is be patient and communicate what you want you have to be honest from the get-go but don't like just be like hey when we get home from dinner tonight will you tie me to bed and peg me like (laughs) I don't know. Like, if, if you're looking for a relationship and a dynamic, I don't think that's like really how you should start. But anyway, D and I have known each other for ten years this year. And the first, like I said, we've always been into like kinky things, but we were still rather vanilla. And she she didn't really even know about the whole Dom sub world till the last probably five years. But we were even married before this started. We were married for probably two years before I really opened up into like, hey. These are some things I want, and just for people out there to know, I'm 31 and Dee's 28, so that kind of gives you a perspective on age. And we met whenever I was 21 and she was 19, I think. But anyway, this has been like a constant and consistent like growth, and the kink didn't come till I guess really come in till like 2017 or 2018, and uh, it's kind of grown a whole lot more in the last year or two. But it's just been. What it's been mostly is like, don't get frustrated. Like, if someone's being open minded to you, like how D has been to me, like that's still embracing what you're into. That's still like giving you like, okay, she's okay with me being this way. So I'm just gonna keep keep kind of like doing my thing. And if when we get to that point, like, oh, that's a limit, then that's a limit. If not, let's just kind of see where it goes. And that's what I did. Like, I didn't rush anything. And like I said, I wanted D to be the dom that she wanted to be, not the dom I wanted her to be. And that's also made a huge difference, too, in where we're at now. Because now, like, when I think about us, I'm like, we are dom and sub. Like, she takes that role, I take my role. And But it's been a long journey, so I don't think it's going to be like the flip of a switch. Now, if you're looking for, like, you know, a quick, like, kind of like how you've talked about on your other podcasts, or, like, I'm going to be in this relationship for a month or a week or, you know, whatever, that's a little different. I think you can kind of search out, like, hey, I'm looking for a dom, like, I'm a sub kind of go from there but if you're looking for like a long-term dynamic i think you have to have a lot of patience and if you're already with someone that you're like oh man i think i want this with them you've really got to fill that out because you may come to realize like hey we don't want the same things and if you're as passionate about it as some people are like their role then that might not be the relationship for you too and i think that scares a lot of people as well. It's like, oh, I'm going to hide this because my partner is not into it. But it's not just going to go away, especially if you're like, it's something you feel is part of you. Like, it's not just going to be like, oh, I'm going to suppress this. Because when you suppress it, it just builds up. And that kind of leads us into the question you just asked about, has it healed me? I'm not going to go into a ton of detail, but I've had a lot of uh, trauma after the military, more so than in. I had some while I was in, I had some things happen that I think kind of led to me to where I'm at now on my deployments. But after I got out, I've lost a lot of people. I've lost more people in the States than I did on deployments. And that took a really big toll on me. And uh, I kind of, one of those people that pour themselves into something, which you all know what I compete in outside of this, I'm really big into working out and stuff. But anyway, I kind of use that as like something to take my mind off all that well then and 2018 even that that didn't do it for me it was like I kind of woke up every day and I'm like you know I really don't even want to be here anymore I don't want to be alive and I really started embracing like kinks then because it it felt like something that like made me happy like I started cross-dressing like regularly and I would clean our house I would tell D like hey I'm gonna go home today I'm gonna wear this outfit and I'm gonna clean our house like I guess that's kind of where the dom sub thing started too because I'm like I love this like this makes me happy like you know, I would like go all out to like full outfits, full everything. And I'm like, in that time in my life that I was struggling so much is when I embrace it the most, which in my head, it's weird that it happened that way. But at the same time, it was like an escape, I guess, maybe. And like, I used it to cope. And I'm not saying I would lose, like, it wasn't a mask, like what was going on. It was just something where I could like be me for a minute and not have to be overwhelmed with what i was going through and not only that but during that time d was just i don't know how she put up with me because i was just in a bad spot in general but i also didn't tell her then i didn't tell anybody what i was going through i just kept it to myself and that wasn't really the right right way to do it either but i mean it was like a year or two after that i even told her that i was like didn't want to be alive during that time and she's kind of like what and i'm like yeah and you still supported me like even though i was like felt like a piece of crap person like she didn't ever love me less or anything and I think that's made me more even more submissive to her just because she's really just always lifted me up and it's like I feel I don't want to say I feel like I owe her but I feel like this is my way of like being who she deserves because who she is for me
0: I love that I absolutely love that it's such a touching story and I think I don't think when you said it was kind of a way for you to escape, you know, I think you made a good distinction that like, it wasn't a mask. It was just a way for you to kind of get out of a negative mindset and into something more positive. Like, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And, and I think for, for Ke- or for me, kink does the same thing you know like when i get into my subspace or when i get into my my dom mode like it is kind of an escape from from reality a little bit you kind of enter this realm with someone this world and it allows you to just especially like if you fully submerge yourself in it and like fully give into the experience you know truly allows you to just like escape and, and kind of like go into You know, to me, it's almost like a fantasy land. You know, all the time, like when I'm having a bad time or like a bad day or a rough week, like I love going to my Dom's and having them beat the shit out of me. Like, (laughs) I know, like, that's so weird, but like, it it really is true. I think it's beautiful that for you, you know, it tethered you back to a reality where you wanted to remain here with all of us. So, and thank you for sharing that. I think that's a, a really beautiful and touching story. So, thank you for that
1: whatever guys are listening to this and maybe like struggling like i don't know i'm really big on the whole which a lot of people in the kink community don't even like it but the whole masculine feminine thing i think it's important to me because you know all parts of me you know who i am in general if people go to my other instagram account they're not going to be like oh this guy's in the kink like i feel like if you look at my other account you're gonna be like this guy isn't he's just like a regular bro like and Anyway, I think we get so caught up in how society like, wants to see us, or this or that, and it's like, oh, if I if people see me out in public letting D lead, they're gonna think less of me as a man, or less of me as a person. And like, like I've said a thousand times, like I'm still the exact man that, like D wants me to be. I'm just embracing who she is too, and that doesn't make me less than or less masculine. Like I still have all my masculine features, and I tell people that like. We have this concept of which I don't want to relate to violence. I, that's not what I'm trying to do here. But everybody wants this concept of like what you wear or what you post online or how you are with a woman. Like they think all that defines you, like as a man or as masculine or whatever. But if we like refer to nature, when somebody's asserting dominance or the most masculine thing you can do, it's like you're going to fight. Like that's just human nature, and that's nature in general like when we're talking about dominance you think about animals like it's you fight and i told d i'm like if one of these people like finds out about me and this the male submissive and they want to talk crap about me or whatever like it is what it is but like if they want to make fun of me or degrade me or that's not i'm not giving them permission to do that and it's like they can come over here to my house i'll put a dress on and we'll fight in the driveway you know it's like oh you just got beat up by a guy in a dress like I'm not any less of a protector or any less masculine because I'm a submissive or because I like being feminine. Like there's a balance and I'm proud of that balance. Like I feel like I have a great 50 50. It's like, I like getting my nails done or doing this or this. And it's just like, we get so embarrassed by it because of society. And I'm like, it's so dumb. Like the social constructs that men have to do this and women have to do this. Like I hate it. And it's just, I guess that's my, probably my, one of my biggest messages is if you're hiding something because you think it makes you look one way or the other, it doesn't. you're not less than either way, like find your balance and be happy in your balance.
0: Absolutely. That's, I think, a wonderful message. And I agree. We all have both feminine and masculine energy. And I think, you know, we, like you said, we should find that balance. We should embrace, you know, where we lie on the spectrum and not be afraid of, you know, if we're more masculine or more feminine leaning, not be afraid of the other side. Like I know for me, you know, like I'm bisexual. I definitely have a feminine side to me, but I definitely have a lot of very masculine, you know, sides of me as well. Like I, I'm, I can very type A, sometimes very controlling, sometimes very like alpha, like, yeah. So it's like, I, I don't mind like embracing that those sides of me, like, even if they are more masculine or sometimes I am really forward, like I don't, I think we should all find that balance and we should all strive to, you know, to look at it that way, not shy away from both sides of us. So thank you for that message. And thank you again, like I said, for joining us. We've absolutely loved having you. And honestly, like your voice is phenomenal. I think you should do more things (laughs) that feature your voice. So just going to throw that out there. That's my only recommendation.
1: I said thank you for not making fun of it.
0: No, I love it. I absolutely love it. And to our listeners, his new handle is at the period male underscore submissive. So go give him a follow. Check out his memes. They are absolute fire. And yeah, thank you for everything that you do for the kink community and for the male submissives out there. And I can't wait until you come visit us because we're going to go get our nails done together.
1: I cannot wait.
0: (laughs) Yay. But yeah, we're just, we're so happy to have you. And again, everybody that is at the period mail underscore submissive. And yeah, we'll catch y'all next time.